This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. This is Mike Ryan Fan Account, and we are back on Lauer After Hours. All right. Welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Lauer After Hours. My name is at Crispy Scream on Twitter. Uh, we are absolutely thrilled to be joined this week by Seattle Seahawks, Tottenham Hotspurs, Memphis Grizzlies, Arizona State, super fan and criminal defense, actually, not criminal defense attorney, I think personal injury attorney, is that more accurate, Isaac? We like to call ourselves trial lawyers. Trial lawyers, thank you very much. Out of Nashville, Tennessee, Isaac Kimes. Isaac, thank you so much for joining us this week. I'm honored to be on this podcast that is on the ascendancy. Yes, it top is. 100. We're, top 100. Top 100. we're lots we, of people uh... flexing and pumping <laughs> fists right now. <laughs> Yes, let's flex. Everyone yes, flex. Absolutely, absolutely. It's well deserved. If you knew the uh, the hectic uh, chat log that goes on throughout the day, ninety percent of it has nothing to do with the pod in any way, shape, or form. It's just us being complete and utter morons. But it seems like we're we're like very, you know, we're, it seems like we're getting a lot done. It makes us feel like we're accomplishing a lot. But uh, yeah, we found out today that we cracked the top 100 of Apple's sports podcasts. Why the hell that happened? I have no idea. Apparently, uh, we have a lot of parents and cousins uh, and relatives that are sympathy listening to us or something i'm well, not don't be sure too hard exactly. on yourself I, I, went, I mean you guys are clearly doing something right I, I, we mean, are let's, give, let's pat ourselves on the back here a little bit essentially I'm, I'll already tell ta- you, I'm already taking credit as well i've decided i'm going to take some credit for the for the continued ascendancy absolutely well. when people found out when people found out you were coming home that's when that's when everything uh, uh exactly. to the top um there's a little stugats in all of us we're basically riding the coattails of well-established personalities at espn with uh much higher follower counts than we have on twitter so basically uh explain to you and the listeners at home the way that we do it is i basically go around the horn and toss it to each person we've been coming up with questions and stuff for you the past couple days and uh yeah we are on your schedule so take as much time as you want or feel free to pass whatever it's it's completely up to you to start off though i wanted to touch on something we noticed on your twitter feed that uh 
pretty perfectly encapsulated what sports fans are kind of experiencing right now, which is uh, you're basically so thirsty for any kind of sports. You're watching videos of yourself watching <laughs> <laughs> watching a yeah. soccer match. Um, would you like to comment on that tweet? So thanks for bringing it back up. Sure. <laughs> was, as as a preview for today, I'm my mom, son, men took that video. I was course a world cup a couple years ago and we were in virginia beach and just shocked to see eric dyer trot up for that this decisive penalty to right. to, to beat to of course what ended up beating columbia and we're big team usa supporters uh and south korea as well and actually uh-huh. went to the 2002 world cup when it was joint hosted by korea and japan Okay. So we've actually seen two World Cup matches. We saw USA versus Germany, wow. and then we saw uh, South Korea versus Spain, two of the quarterfinal matches, which were just honestly just life changing, surreal experiences. It really right. kind of shows you like how it puts into context your your fandom, you, what you think is sport when you're put on that world stage. Sure. So this World Cup, this this one two years ago, we 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 jumped on board the England train, which was, was is an easy is an easy bandwagon to get on. Right. Especially as a Tottenham Hotspur fan. And uh, several players uh, that are English nationals. And <laughs> I, I, I did not know that Sunman, my mom, was, was videotaping. I promise you that. <laughs> mom, mom, moms uh, moms of, of all, all kind are so quick to bring that camera out. It, it's the best. Um, they're, they're so good at embarrassing their kids. And he got up there and he took it. And, uh, I have to say that that is fairly typical of a reaction that I have to, uh, a, a key moment, a critical moment. So, okay. All right. yeah, yeah. So I see that I, I'll continue the, the, the dialogue of, of recording. Um, right. <laughs> my then girlfriend, at the time, this is somewhat tangential, but of course, everyone knows that the Kyle Sandler, are a big Seahawks fan. Uh, uh-huh. My then girlfriend and now wife was recording me when we were on the one yard line in Super Bowl Forty Nine. Wow. Oh, wow! Never seen. I've never seen it. What? And I oh, just, wow. I, I don't want to see it ever. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> just the moment that my soul is crushed, and I uh. realize that the 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 repeat is gone. The the dynasty. I know, Steve. Just stop. I'm gonna put a little block on his face over Do here. I need to if there was a way that I could somehow, yeah, can you like move them into like a a separate holding cell lobby area, Steve? I will try to. I have not seen that video. I never want to. I've never rewatched Forty Nine. Right. I, I'm, I move on. I'm just uh, that's my that's my attitude towards hey, life. Just on, keep, onward keep and upward. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Full yeah, no, I that, yeah. That was uh, that was nice. That England was a fun team to watch that World Cup. Very cool. Okay. Well, I didn't. You know, we're not trying to embarrass you here. This is a friendly. This is a safe place. Feel comfortable. Just like you know, telling us just deep down how it feels to to be that sports fan. That video is absolutely hilarious. Your reaction <laughs> cracked me up. Yeah. Let me. Thank you. And then. Uh, just had, it was it was the whole international event too because I was wearing my son jersey as well. Um, so being half Korean, that's why me and my mom jumped on board with Tottenham. It was right after I, I was very carefully observing uh, the race between them and Leicester when Leicester ended up winning. 
Uh-huh. Also, shout out to big Lester fan. Bill Barnwell is a big Lester fan. I don't know if folks know that here. Uh, he's okay. a very dedicated, longtime Lester fan, long before they won. Okay. Long before they won. He's been to a, 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 a great deal of matches across Europe. Uh, so he's a, a big-time European football or soccer fan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got on board after that season, decided to make the commitment uh, due to Sonny. And uh, Tottenham, they're the Seahawks of the Premiership. I mean, it's just uh, – <laughs> there's a lot of actually overlap there. It's, 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 it's quite interesting. Uh, there is. We are going to uh, actually start off by going to Asom. He actually has a sports question. So, Asom, take it away, my man. Isaac, Asom from Chicago, a.k.a. Andy. Nice to meet you, man. Andy, I've been looking forward to this moment very greatly and really appreciate just the the, the archivist. (laughs) You're like, it's incredible. You're like the Library of Congress. So, thank you for, for doing what you do. Wow. Appreciate that, man. Uh, I have tons of sports questions, but there's some people after me that will be getting into sports. My question, before I get into it real quick, you flexed. So I have to ask the tattoo on, I believe, your right bicep. What is that? Yeah. Well, this is not my question. This is a short answer. Short answer. Short answer. So short answer is it's the result of a family pact. So that's what this is. And uh, this is, of course... Something that's been a, a lot more totally <laughs> on other people than me, of course. Right. And uh, uh, that sounds mysterious. A family. We, we, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. I understand it um, perfectly now. I appreciate that answer. My question, uh, personal injury question that happened to me. Sure. I'm okay. just uh, true story. I'm just going to bring it up to you like it happened in real life. I'm just curious on your opinion. Okay. Brand new health club. Uh, I'm not going to name the name. Brand new health club. Friends of our friends, uh, about eight of us. We go to play basketball. Sign the waiver. New health club. They made it especially clear that the basketball court is beyond clean. That at first I'm like, okay, brand new court, excellent, beyond clean. We get out there. It's not sticky, but it's beyond clean. Okay, we start playing basketball about an hour into it. I go up for layup, and the tip of my shoe, rubber shoe, literally sticks to the court. I can actually feel. And then my knee twists. I go down. Long story short, ACL injury after they told us it was a brand-new sticky court. Before I tell you what happened, I'd like to just hear your immediate response, if you don't mind. Yeah, so in law school, when I went from 2009 to 2012, I've been a licensed attorney now for eight years. So still called a young lawyer is, is, is what I would call myself still starting to figure some things out. Uh, we learned about issue spotting and that's the name of the game. So you did point out several, you've already done a lot of that for me, the issue spotting of the waiver and the waivers are generally very controlling there. There's no right that you possess constitutionally to go to this private entity, this gym. So you've entered into a contract via that waiver. However, if there's things that they did that might either be covered by provision in the waiver or things that they've done that are so beyond reasonable, you know, reckless or, you know, grossly negligent, which was, which some people consider to be below recklessness, Mm -hmm. then there might be an opportunity for some exposure to risk that they may have their insurance company, of course, whoever they, whoever covers them to pay for liability incidents, like what you suffered and you suffered a bodily injury. As far as the sticky court goes, you have another issue there, assumption of risk, which is a very classic legal principle in tort. And you were playing basketball. Right. (laughs) 
And you've seen, I'm sure, great athletes, not to say that you're not a great athlete, but sure. some of the most elite athletes in the world get injured due to some condition. Like uh, think about an NFL player when they're off, they come off the sideline, they're slipping on that, that plastic crap that they put by the, the stands. And, you know, it's just part of it. It's part of the game. But it seems like that they went out of their way to really kind of like hype up this court and the safety yes. of the court. And in a way, they heightened their own duty, their own. They created a heightened duty for themselves, if that's in writing, hopefully, or, or somewhere, you know, somewhere to bind them to that. And by creating that heightened duty for themselves, they kind of set up a situation like yours where you were you were in reliance on that heightened duty and it resulted in you being injured. So lots of things are never clear cut on the front end. And mm-hmm. sometimes it takes someone to just say, you guys are in the wrong here. And you need to write a check. That's excellent. Excellent. Because what happened, in, in my opinion, because it was a new gym, three days later, I noticed the basketball court was redone. I was in and out of there. They made oh. me fill out an, an injury report. They felt horrible. I think it's because of a new gym. They went beyond out of their way to help mm-hmm. me, knowing that my friends and I are always going to be playing there. They first said, we're going to give you a lifetime membership. <laughs> At the time, I'm like, that's great for my therapy and my rehab. I appreciate okay. that. And I haven't, I, <laughs> I'm I, intrigued. I I'm intrigued I was about, now. I was about, Isaac, Isaac just yeah. perked up a lot. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> licensed in Illinois, sure. but uh, um, I can find a way if I need to. <laughs> and before, I never, I never talked or consulted with an attorney. It never got to that point. Uh, this was a few days later after I got my MRI that my ACL was torn. They were interested in the results, so I told them. It was so a when full I came tear. back. Full wow. tear ACL. Um, um, that's a whole different story. Poor but anyway, injury. I'm sorry. Hundred uh, percent recovery, and Good. not that I'm an elite athlete, but I can still dunk a basketball, Isaac. All right. Post ACL. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can barely touch the rim. All right. All right. So they volunteered to not only pay for my MRI, which was great. They said, we're going to pay for your entire surgery and therapy. And I didn't get one check. They all went to this particular gym. Maybe I'll tell you off air. And they paid for everything. Okay. And with insurance, it would have cost me, it was about an eight to $12,000 misstep. That's what it would have costed me with insurance. Okay. So you would have had to have po- out of pocket pay an additional eight to $12,000. Right. Okay. And they paid for it all. That sounds, pretty fair. that sounds pretty fair. If you're asking me what I think about it, of course, look, I'm also never one to try to autopsy a deal that p- people feel good about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, there's there's not a lot to be gained from thumbing through and oh i should have done this for example i'll give you a, a general example anytime i settle a case that sensation i have oh man i left money on the table you just got to forget all that so i would encourage you to to feel that way because it sounds like you feel happy about it that's the vibe that i'm getting at least and to me for an entity like that to immediately take responsibility and to compensate you in a way that made you whole and you recover 100 percent that's a good result. Now, could you have done something and and pursued something and done all that? Sure. Of course. I mean, that's why insurance exists, right? Insurance exists to potentially compensate people that do want to enter into the litigation process and seek damages that are non-economic in nature. So a lot of the damages that you've been recompensed for are economic, the medical bills, but there are non-economic damages, pain and suffering, 
loss of enjoyment of life. But it sounds like you said that you've had a 100% recovery. Well, on that, I think I agree with that. And I'm happy with the result because I've had absolutely zero setbacks. And it was about nine years ago. Yeah. And clearly, clearly, uh, ASOM has been trolling your Twitter feed to butter you up in order to get a second opinion uh, <laughs> of his, you know, to find out if he still has any standing uh, in the, the no. court to uh, to resue or to relitigate. Like, as, as I'm on to you, ASOM. That was slick. That was real Isaac, awesome. Real Isaac, slow Isaac. Played. Again, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you answering me, uh, my question. Maybe I'll slip one in later, but uh, we have a lot of guests here that would love to speak with you. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, I believe if Yeti got his kid to bed, is he here right now? Man, I was making beans for my kid. It ain't bedtime. My kids are Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Everybody here's got kids. It's either somebody's changing a diaper or fixing dinner or putting their kids to bed. Yeti, you are up next, my man. Go for it. All right. Hey, hey Isaac. Uh, Isaac, Hi, good, man. To, good to chat with you. Okay, so I want to set this up real quick. We, we've recently moved to uh, – <laughs> uh, I know. I sorry, see sorry. that. We've recently These comments moved... are freaking great. Yeah, they are. Uh, we recently moved to Georgia and um, – We've, we're, we're in pretty close with the with the Korean folks around town. My wife works at, yeah. she's a black belt in Taekwondo in a Kukiwon certified in Korean Taekwondo. And she works for one of the local schools, but all of our Korean friends from the school and, and, and church and otherwise, they're all like both parents, like both the uh, people that are age, the, the mom and dad of the family, they are from Korea, like from South uh. Korea. Like they're not from like a, a part like uh, American Korean American family, like you are. So I, I've noticed something in, in in our friendships. You know, we'll, we'll you know, my wife will make them like cookies, or or um, she was invited over to one of the friends' house, and she brought lunch over to to her friend. And uh, we've noticed that they immediately meet us with a gift. Like we can never win in the gifting game. They they yeah. always, and if they don't have a gift waiting for us already, <laughs> like within two days they'll they'll have more. So my wife made um made made some or gave some clothes to the uh the the woman who runs the school our our, our master who runs the school gave some clothes because she has a daughter younger than mine so we gave some of my my daughter's old clothes to her and then like two days before we go on this trip to nebraska she meets us with all this food from the h mart the the local korean grocery store and it's more it's more groceries for, just for our trip it's more road snacks and everything than we bought for ourselves for, for the entire <laughs> two weeks and so like she my wife is like i can never win I can't, I can never just be the last one to give anything. Is that gift giving? Have you, have you seen that with your mom or her other Korean friends? Is that a thing or is it just like kind of local to, to the Atlanta area? It's definitely not local to Koreans that live in the South of the United okay. States. It is a worldwide phenomena of Koreans <laughs> across the world, Korean, Korean nation, Korean world. Let me start by saying first off that the Koreans are a very competitive culture, very competitive people. And, you know, there's lots of modes of thought of, of why that is. But in a recent history, you could attribute it to a rebuilding from a devastating inter-country war and the build up to build back a peninsula that's around the size of New Jersey into, into what it is now, which is an economic superpower uh, disproportionately for their size. Obviously, I'm very proud. The gift giving, though, is something that so you don't have to think about it. As far as winning or losing with the gifts, but 
maybe put a unique spin on it that only you can do. You've already seen the pattern. You've established that a lot of it is around food related and that is really <laughs> important. And there's there's things that you and your wife can cook that, that they don't know about. And and that would be what I would encourage. Fruit is a big deal too. So if you okay. want to match the gift, fresh, high quality, <laughs> it has to be the best. <laughs> it can't be like <laughs> Walmart fruit. You know what I mean? It can't be like, if you showed up with like pre-cut packaged bag apples, right. you know, like the ones that you get in like the healthy McDonald's or the, the Wendy's meal, you're, it's done. You're over. You're, you're My wife's a chef. We're, yeah, we, we aren't going to give out oh. garbage food. Yeah. So good. Okay. No, but um, right. no, I, I, a chef. So, so what you're yeah. saying is I should let the inner Stugat, the Stugats that's in me, figure out what is the least that we can give them to get the most kimchi and bulgogi. Maybe. I, I think that's it right there. I think you're, you're making a deal that is, is worthwhile making. But yeah, to, to, to go back to your question, it is inherent and it is important, but it sounds like you guys are figuring it out. Very good, very good. Now, I have one final question real quick. We recently heard in the last year or so about a, a Kimes family newsletter called the Kimes Times. And I'm curious, how often were you the subject of features in the Kimes Times? And what was the most denigrating article ever written about you? Well, I can't, we need a, a catalog of it. <laughs> It's definitely something that existed. And we have these epic scrapbooks, by the way, that Pete, my dad, Air Force, 20 years retired major, would make it seem like this was like a fun activity during the summertime where we'd put together these <laughs> these freaking scrapbooks that were like inches thick. Going to help you with college someday, is what he would say. <laughs> I don't know if this made the times, but I can tell you that if it didn't, it should have. And to go to your answer about embarrassing or denigrating, I can say that I won the fifth, sixth, and seventh grade geography B. And you guys already know where this is headed. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> the freaking eighth grade one. I would have capped a whole run of them. Right. I got beat. So. Oh, no. I know. Who who, Did, in the, didn't who quite... else out there could have possibly I, that's, been the one to That's still close. Look, that, that's close <laughs> to being a dynasty. I, I, say, I say that's dynasty territory. I, I still, was, you know, yeah, yeah, physics. I mean, that's three. I mean, I would have yeah, called the right. Seahawks a dynasty if we had won back to back. So, yes, absolutely. The absolutely. dynasty was in place already. I was okay. going for the four Pete, uh huh. And the four Pete didn't happen because of okay. uh, a certain sibling. Okay, okay, fair enough. We'll uh, we'll touch on that later, probably. I don't I don't think uh, do we do we need to? I mean, I don't. Well, I mean, not really. <laughs> no, like, no. I've already been revisiting this every day of my life. I mean, you're so. the oh, you're, no. you're you're our you're our interview subject. Like, I, I don't I don't give a shit about your siblings, to be frank. Uh, let's see. yeah, let's focus on me. <laughs> All right, uh, so I'm gonna throw it out to uh, uh, Reddit, uh Mark from Reddit. Uh, you are up next, man. Go ahead. Hey Isaac. So yeah, Mark, who runs the uh, Lebertard uh, Twitter account. Um, quick question about a family member who loves sports. So your mom, she's always tweeting about the Premier League, and I know she's a Seahawks fan. So has it always been that way, or is that kind of a recent obsession of hers? Thanks, Mark. And you, the Twitter account's incredible. So you were on the, the 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 pod Twitter. Uh, it's the it's like the the Levitard Reddit Twitter account. It's, yeah, you know, I'm like sorry. Yes, thing. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I'm yeah. that one is incredible. Yeah, yes, I know. Confusing. I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very confusing. It's so confusing. Hey, don't um, don't blow his don't don't blow smoke up his ass more than he he's already got way listen. more followers than everybody else. He uh, he reminds us constantly. Okay, 
We you don't put your that. followers in a box and put my followers in a box. <laughs> Weber Reddit. Weber Reddit. Weber this, Reddit. Is, this is multiple times you dialing in and screwing something up. So. Well, let's, let's focus on the my present. Mom, my mom, we've been huge Seahawks fans our whole lives. Um, we really, it really picked up when we drafted Russell, for sure. There was just that that belief, I think, set in. Because, I mean, you've got some quarterbacks before Russ that, you know, I, I, I would venture to say that Hasselbeck was a great Seahawks quarterback. I would say great Seahawks quarterback. Probably, you know, won't make the Hall of Fame. But when Russell got drafted, things really picked up for us. There was just that charisma, the belief, and that he could take over any game. And I think that, that, that Sudman and I, all of us, I mean, we were all falling, but it really picked up at that moment. And having been married to my dad, who is born and raised in Seattle, we that's the Seahawks thing has been going on pretty early on. Although I will say my mom opted out of the tattoo pack. Um, oh, wow. Pete does have a tattoo. Okay. All right. It's not like mine. So he went a different direction, which we will not get into at this point. But it's good. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. As far as Tottenham goes, yeah, my mom is finding her Twitter voice and, and really getting into it. And I know that she's had some nice interactions with Roger Bennett, Men and Blazers, who's a, just excellent on Twitter, um, longtime Everton fan. And there's there, the way she the way she talks about the game is 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 it's full of spirit. It makes you feel good about it when you watch it, you know. Dear Tottenham do something good today <laughs> i mean it's just it's joyful and she's been watching all the other games too and really getting into it and there's a joy to the way that she approaches sport um that is very wonderful and it's something that we are just so glad to share and, and thank thank goodness that the premiership and in, in england have been able to do what they've done with project restart um, i think finally i know i'm getting off on a little tangent here but finally we might see something here with with the NBA and the bubble where we can really get back to enjoying, you know, the pastimes that are really important to, to America and American culture and, and give us a distraction that we need right now. So I'm hopeful. I, I don't quite uh, know about the other leagues, but it seems like the NBA is, is well on its way and I'm happy about it because it's clearly doable as shown by leagues like the Premiership. It's always uh, sweet to see fandom from a mom's perspective. There's so much toxicity that seeing just the pure, simple, just like, you know, uh, have a good day, boys, you know, type of attitude <laughs> towards a sports team is, uh, is, is beautiful. Kevin just uh, said in the chat that his phone is at 3%, so I'm going to call an audible and throw it to him. He's got a question. Let's see. I think it's a movie question. Kevin, go ahead. Ooh, I love movies. Hey, Isaac. Uh, Kevin from uh, up in Boston. Hi, Kevin. Um, yeah, it, it also uh, has to tie in with uh, your law degree, your profession, too. Um, I wanted to know what's your favorite portrayal of uh, an actor doing a lawyer, like court courtroom scene? Oh, uh. I love this question. Thank you, Kevin. I mean, there's several. Mm -hmm. First that comes to mind is, I mean, this is the corny, the corny answer. Well, there's, I mean, there's just several. As someone that is not from the South and lives in the South, first that comes to mind is Joe Pesci, my cousin Vinny. Yep. <laughs> I mean, just coming out of freaking left field, just how distinct it is down there. And then that judge, 
I mean, that's that's how a judge should act, the way that he acted. And, that, and, 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 and Joe Pesci is also his advocacy and his breaking down the situation. Of course, with a license to practice down there, which yeah. is a whole other issue, which is not worthy of getting into. Yeah, that, was, that was cartoonish, the clash of, of different, like him coming yes. up from the, you know what you're saying. Um, but also, like, what did, uh, what's a performance you think was uh, closest to, like, like actual, like, they could have fooled you they were lawyers? I would say also, I've got two, I've got two more answers to this. I'm going to go way back, and then I'm going to do more recent-ish. <laughs> way back, Tyrone Power, a witness for the prosecution, to Agatha Christie story, and just don't look, up, don't look it up, just watch it, because the last third of it will blow your mind. It's just incredible the, the the way it plays out. You'll and and in, in England and in, in law in England, the barristers and the way that's done there, it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 just really truly how it should be done. Not to say that American jurisprudence and law isn't also very important. And then fast forwarding to a very common, <laughs> I, I probably watched this movie ten times just for the trial. A few good men, yep. Tom Cruise, <laughs> the bluff of bringing in those servicemen that had nothing to do with that plane coming in and making Jack Nicholson's character think that they knew something and creating that doubt in his mind, which compromised his judgment and his emotion to the point where he got overly emotional. That can happen. That happens. And trials, and I'm not going to talk like I'm some sort of like veteran trial lawyer by any means. I've had one jury trial, one bench trial, I had a bench trial in March dealing with someone that sued my friend who runs a dog sitting business. They were claiming that my client was negligent and caring for an elderly dog. And I won that. It was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was badass. <laughs> it was just, it makes you realize why you're doing this kind of work. Tom Cruise, though, like you said, someone that, I mean, it's Tom Cruise for crying out loud. The way that he, he played that jury, the way that he played Jack Nicholson at the end there, the emotion. And getting that key witness to flip like that. Now, obviously, it's a little ridiculous to think that a witness like that, someone of that kind of a military discipline, would admit something like that. But it's Hollywood. So, great question. Love legal legal movies, and of course, it's a overwrought subject in, in film and TV. But that's what I would say. And if you haven't seen Witness for the Prosecution with Tyrone Power, I would highly encourage it. All right, you heard the man's recommendation. Isaac Kimes proving that not all lawyers are terrible people. Thank you, Isaac. (laughs) (laughs) My uh, my dad actually... Thanks a lot. Thanks a whole lot. I don't know who's screaming right now. Yeah, you're um, just terrible. Has nothing to do with you being a lawyer. I, I I have no idea who's talking. I can only see Isaac's uh, face in front of me. I'm sorry, Isaac. <laughs> I was gonna say my dad. Uh, my dad worked on like three or four seasons of uh, Matlock. Actually, oh hell yes. So I grew up. I got to meet Andy and like I, I got to sit in the back of the courtroom as they're like shooting shots. And so the I have a I have a soft spot for courtroom dramas. I will get sucked in to any kind of procedural, like even if it's complete garbage, trash television. Um, I I absolutely love them. So um, yeah. Thanks for that answer. That that was good. I'm gonna. I, I don't think I've seen. You said, tell me one more time, uh, witness to the prosecution, Tyrone Power. Witness, witness for the prosecution. Witness Tyrone for the Power. prosecution. Excellent. Agatha All right. Christie. Up next, so uh, our, our Coach Debro from Wisconsin, her family is going to kill her if she doesn't get back to her vacation. I think she's literally sitting in a uh, truck right now waiting to be called on. So, uh, Coach, you are up next. Go, go for it. 
Hey, Coach. Co- Coach is one of the first people, I feel like, from this whole crew that I got to know on Twitter and, and, and social media. So it's good okay. to see it's you. Right. Yeah. Like my first big follow, so I got my head to be this. Well, <laughs> you guys have had some huge guests on this pod. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's very flattering. So yeah, it's, you guys it's are so on nice a really good run. It's exciting. Awesome. So I'm switching gears a bit. Um, I really like food. That's kind of one of the things. So I would love to know, based on food alone, what country would you reside in, and what dish is like the top notch? Ooh. I love that question. Okay. There's so many answers to this and I might give a couple. So maybe do a little power ranking situation here. I'm going to go at least start with Greece. My wife and I honeymooned uh, in Greece and Italy and we stayed at Mykonos in Greece for almost a week. And there's just something about, it's it's not, and the second one's going to be Italian, but it's not as necessarily complex and thought out. As, as the Italian cuisine, it's more about those ingredients, just the simplicity of it and the fish and eating like a whole roasted, a whole grilled fish is incredible. And then, uh, and then I would say Italy next. And of course, I mean, I don't need to get into that. And then I have been fortunate to also go to uh, Thailand and oh, a lot of this is revolving around seafood for some reason. I do love non-seafood, of course, but in Thailand, they have prawns and just crazy spices. And then I'll throw in Korea too. I've been to Korea several times. And in Korea, this is, this is like the all-time, one of my all-time meals of all time. This was in 2002 when we were there for the World Cup and there were several of the host cities and we have family in a really cool historic city called Gwangju and Gwangju is famous for their duck. And we went to a place that fire roasted these small pieces of duck that were pre-cut. It was almost uh, skewer-like. And then as part of the serving, they had very thinly sliced, extremely thin, like paper-like cucumber pieces that you wrap around this sizzling hot duck. And you dip it into various sauces, and I'll never forget that meal. That was 18 years ago at this point. So. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it was so good. What about yours, Danielle? What is your your favorite cuisine I and, and meal? Traveled to be honest with you. If I had to go based on just what I know here, it would be Mexico because I just I could eat Mexican food, like authentic Mexican. I love me Taco Bell, but. The real stuff is so amazing. I worked with this woman. We, we did not share a language, but we ended up being really good friends. She came to my house and spent three hours making enchiladas, like with the sauce, mm. right out of chilies. And it was incredible. And yeah, hopefully I'll figure out some other things someday. But <laughs> you, you, my favorite Mexican, one of my favorite Mexicans is mole, that dark, yes. that dark, like, dark, dark flavor that, that takes amazing. some real thought yeah that's an incredible thing yeah I mean, we eat mexican food at least once a week it's just the best oh yeah cool all right awesome. well, I'm not to... here, it was so nice to meet you um i love all of you please behave <laughs> listeners i wasn't kidding danielle literally ran out to her car to uh join this podcast recording all right we're gonna keep it moving we still got a decent amount of questions isaac just giving you um, fair I'm warning such a great time here i mean oh, just fantastic. keep them coming keep them coming okay. all right fair enough steve uh, he... to talk about themselves <laughs> exactly right you're the, you're the center of attention you're the bell of the ball <laughs> I mean, right now yeah, I mean, bell of the ball, Isaac. Who, who doesn't like this like who, who comes onto the pod it's like oh sure. man this sucks 
exactly I have to talk about Ex- myself people are asking me about questions about my life well well we did just have roy from the shipping container roy he he was wonderful but it was hard to tell whether he likes talking about himself or not the first 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 guess we've had with that though um so okay. steve is up next uh he's got a uh I believe a 49ers slash Seahawks question. Ooh, Steve, good. go for it. The yes, tip. Every, You're everybody ask about else the tip, right? No, 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 no. Everybody else has been super nice so far, so it's time to mix it up a little bit. So I basically just want to know what makes you more upset, just seeing Richard Sherman in a Niners jersey or just simply hearing the name Malcolm Butler? Oh, uh, Malcolm <laughs> Butler. Obviously, it's the worst moment of my life. No, that's so, the best moment. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, no, Richard Sherman is someone that is a special, incredible individual. He, he's, he's taken this opportunity to be an elite athlete and combine that with his obvious inherent intelligence. I mean, this guy is clearly very smart, well-spoken, and I would support him in every single thing that he does for the most part. I mean, of course, you know, hard to say what he, he might do down the line, but certainly nothing to do with a rival team or anything like that. I mean, not to liken it to, 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 to what I do, but here I am. I mean, if I, if someone I worked with went to a rival firm or something like that, I mean, it's just business. And yeah. I still don't necessarily know why we didn't make a run at keeping him, but those are decisions that as a fan, I don't, you know, I, th- I talk about that a lot as, as a fan. I, I like to keep things in perspective when it comes to my interest in sport and supporting teams. And I mean, there's only one team that wins at the end of the season in the premiership or in the NFL. So every other team, I mean, you have to continue to support them. So every other team other than the Chiefs didn't win last year. And we still support them and we still follow them and, and, and recognize that this is inherently a business proposition that is fortunately melded with this game that's highly entertaining to watch. So I don't try to mesh emotion too much with someone's business decisions or kind of, you know, holding that against them. So well, it's just like the Seahawks didn't make does. a run at uh, a, just, just like how they didn't make a run at uh keeping Sherman. They also didn't decide to run on the, on the one yard line. Exactly. Well, the, great. Well, <laughs> good Lord, Steve. I know, Are you trying I know, to run I mean, this I, man off right now? Yeah, no, I mean, it, that was kind of, kind of, Smooth. Uh, I don't want to give you too much credit. I guess I don't know. It was a, a, a fair attempt. Did you have it written down in front of you? Was that it wasn't the worst moment of the podcast so far? So we're good. <laughs> He's been practicing that all week, Isaac. Don't don't let him act it like that was a off very the rehearsed. Yeah, vibe he, he, to it. That was actually the unrehearsed part. So that's it. That's sad. <laughs> I'm just clapping back because I have to because you're wearing that freaking hat as we do this. <laughs> Malcolm Butler made a great play and he won the game and won the championship for his team. And any player that does something like that deserves a lot of respect. I mean, as a fan also of Tottenham, club that hasn't won a league in, since the early 60s and certainly hasn't won the premiership, it's... What, am I, what do you do? You just keep on backing them. I, you know, you don't, if you watch sports just to watch teams that win championships, then I, look, I mean, you can, I hope that fans also, obviously you can pick that team, you can support those clubs. But I think that something that English football has taught me as I, as I kind of have, have expanded my fan fandom to leagues around the world is that 
there are clubs in England at the lower divisions that, I mean, they've got five, 6,000 people at their matches and these people are going there day in, day out. And when you tell them you support a club like Tottenham, they're just like, oh, okay, great. I mean, they know that you support a gigantic club. So it's just, I don't know. It's it's really kind of like put my fandom in perspective and it's been a, real, it's been a lot of fun just to continue to kind of take this conversation to somewhere elsewhere. But yeah, no, Richard Sherman, he, 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 he got us a Super Bowl 48. And he's part of, you know, arguably one of the great defenses in NFL history. And is just a great player and an incredibly interesting person. He'll be remembered a lot more than Malcolm Butler will be remembered. Hell yeah. So. I appreciate All being right. a good sport. <laughs> All right. Morgan from Australia. She sent me a few topics and I have no clue what she's about to ask you. So good luck <laughs> with our foreign correspondent, Morgan. You better have an amazing Australian accent. Oh, I don't. It's just, just boring and plain. Massive fan of your family. Um, you mind? Um, I'm a diehard supporter of sports and have been with my family forever. So I can really relate to having the worst day of your life be about sport because mine certainly was. I wanted to talk about babies. <laughs> What's the most unexpected thing you've experienced in the last couple of months? Wow. I mean, so many things. I think that the most unexpected thing has been doing those, 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 I guess, I don't even want to call them like tasks, but doing those, those things that you do for them, whether it's, it's getting the bath ready or, or getting the bottle ready and, and feeling this true sense of purpose that you haven't really ever experienced before. I can't, say that I expected that. I, I really expected it to be something that honestly, I not I don't want to use the word present, but that I just felt didn't feel as good, you know, doing those ta- doing those things to, to 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 raise them. And instead I felt this every single thing that I do, whether it's it's getting a little thing ready like like a bath or getting a towel ready or folding the clothes. I'm I feel like I'm doing something important. And I also think that's why parents also, before I became a parent, kind of have, they kind of hold that, hold their chin up a little bit <laughs> and, and have that kind of, well, I'm a dad, so let me explain this to you. And I've tried not to be that way because I don't, don't want to be that kind of a person necessarily, but that's been really unexpected. One other thing that I'll say is also unexpected is that you see on social media people that have kids and they make it look like it's a freaking movie and it's just the most cinematic and just these kids are just wonderful and beautiful and smell good and do every single thing and are entertaining all the time (laughs) and it just is not like that at all it's just (laughs) doing every single thing you can to keep yeah dude we have two yeah we have twins which was shocking finding that out truly (laughs) i mean it was the most shocking moment of my life i i just i asked her immediately i was like is it twins she said yes i was like oh god (laughs) holy god do twins run in your family or her family no, it was a complete surprise. Oh wow! Um, well, um, congratulations yeah. on being the first, <laughs> the yeah. first to uh, to mount that. I hear you. But yeah, there's so many unexpected, beautiful things. The difference in personality between the two of them, of course, when you have two at once, you are always comparing and trying not to get into that mode too much in a way that's that's negative. Right. But just the differences, I, I it is even at five and a half months, how different they are already is astounding it is astounding and the last thing i'll say that's unexpected is just like (laughs) 
the realization that at some point you were this small and this weak and vulnerable <laughs> is just, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it, I mean, anyone that's a parent here, surely must have also felt that just that when you're holding them and when you're doing things for them, just this, I, this notion that at one point in your time that you were as, 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 as small and as, as reliant on someone else. And it really makes you appreciate your own parents and everyone around you that got you to where you are now, which is a functioning adult. That's, that's all I think that's all we can ask for it's all we can hope for in this life is. is just to be somewhat productive and have some hobbies and some interests and I really uh, appreciate that that everyone here has these kinds of interests to do to do something like this and to, to get get people together and build a community especially in these times that we're in of course not in Australia and not in every other country in the world, but <laughs> yeah, especially right. in these times that we are in here where oh, we're kind of, yeah, we're kind yeah. of, we're, kind, we're a little cloistered and we're building community here in a, in a really cool way. Hey, you uh, know, you so. know how much America likes to be number one at everything, right? So, uh, <laughs> you're doing, you're doing great guys. You're doing really great. At, yeah. <laughs> Thanks Morgan. Thanks a lot. Morgan. <laughs> All right. I, I, can, uh, I can say that because my state is the only one in lockdown in Australia. Like I haven't been allowed to leave my house. All Everyone right, so you're like, like you're like the America of Australia. Congratulations. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> we're like we're like Florida. It's so embarrassing. We are Florida of Australia right now, and oh, it's no. terrible. Like there was thirty thousand people at an AFL game last night, and they have to play it in another state now because we're diseased. Ugh. Infuriating. Oh goodness. Wow. Anyway. Hey, wow. so I have a question for for Morgan. And this is something I think a lot of us are about the the age that we would appreciate this. What do you think about the Simpsons episode when Bart and the family go to Australia? <laughs> is that an accurate depiction of Australia? I've not been to Australia yet. I'd love to, though. No, not really. Like, it, someone said to me last night that something about a kangaroo, and I'm like, oh, yeah, mine's sleeping at the back. Like, there are not kangaroos around here. <laughs> They're just oh, everywhere. <laughs> There's a lot of bogans, but there's no kangaroos. It is not. Like, I've never seen one anywhere where I've lived. Isaac, so like, are, you, are you familiar yeah. with the term bogan? Bogan? Bogan, yeah. Like Morgan. Andrew Bogan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not Andrew uh, Bogan. Yes. Morgan, can you just give him a real quick primer on what a bogan is? Sure. A bogan's like a redneck, but um, not really. Oh, probably they swear more. They probably speak like, ah. Oh. How's it fucking going? How you going, mate? Uh, yeah, she'll be right. You probably didn't understand anything I just said, but that's how. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. That's that's what I. That's what yeah. Excellent. I heard her excellent. say. I heard her say there was there was lots of bogans around here. Uh, so I I wasn't sure if you or the listeners were familiar with that term. Um, I, I, I love using it, uh, in place of, of redneck at work, so that people don't know what I'm talking about when I call them that. It's it's coming. I love handy. it. Thank you. All right. Uh, that was a beautiful yeah. answer, by the if way, you, about your kids. If you ever want to hear a bargain on YouTube, just Google Trent from Punchy. Okay. And Trent that's it. from I Punchy. Do that. And Aesom, I appreciate. Yeah. And Aesom, I appreciate your tie-dye. Thank you. It Thank works. you, Morgan. I also learned from Morgan yesterday, there are no squirrels in Australia. Whoa. No squirrels. No. That's fortunate. I mean, they're just like the rats of the tree. They look cute, but they're Hello. not helpful. Okay. All right. That is definitely a stew got to rejoin. Like, and now 
like some random fact that nobody uh, knew they needed to know. There's no squirrels <laughs> in Australia. Okay, getting it back on the rails here because we still have a good amount of questions to go, and I Bring do not want to take keep on going. Do not want to take your entire evening. Aaron in Memphis. He, uh, I hope his kids have not taken him away from the microphone yet. Aaron, are you there? Child, yes, one singular, singular. I did not okay. have twins. I had I had one three months ago. <laughs> My bad. Well, I didn't have one, obviously, but you know, is everybody frozen or just me? Nope. Uh, no. I think you're good, man. Go for it. All right, yeah. cool. All right, Isaac. All right. So I'm happy to have a, a fellow Grizzlies fan on here. I, I would appreciate it if you would hop on the the Titan and Predators bandwagon since you're in Nashville. But I understand. Um, no, well, anyway. Predators, sure, but I mean Titans. Tighten up, man. I mean, tight, tight. Yeah. Well, you know, Derek Henry's back and a monster. He's fantastic. I yeah. was really enjoyed that victory that they had in the playoffs against. Oh, you mean team. Tom Brady's pick six at the end of the game? Yeah, I loved that. Tom Brady's last pass as a Patriot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, whoa, absolutely. whoa, whoa, aggressive, so aggressive. These Boston sports fans. <laughs> but uh yeah i went to law school in memphis um and lived in memphis for six years okay where, where'd you go to law school if you don't mind me asking university of memphis gotcha yeah. very cool very cool yeah. all right well my question is so what is your favorite i guess uh late night spot like bar music scene whatever in nashville and what's the most overrated and also your favorite restaurant in nashville and the one that's way overrated. Okay. Well, I want to do both for Memphis, too. Okay. Uh, that would be perfect. Well. Okay. So, favorite late night spot in Memphis is Ernstine and Hazel's. And specifically, there is a secret room upstairs in this random bar that's on Main Street that used to be a brothel. And there is a secret room upstairs where they keep a little bar. And there's a piano up there. And you Not a secret of- anymore, Isaac. <laughs> Not not on a top 100 podcast if you're not spilling on a this. Top 100 okay, podcast. all right, just letting you know. Just letting you know. Water, <laughs> blown it out of the water, and you can get a Soul Burger downstairs, and it's just a really freaking cool place. It's a uh, it's it's just awesome. As far as overrated in Memphis, ooh, I have to say it's going to be on a barbecue take rendezvous. It's great. It's downtown, but a overrated, a little overrated. Just kind of really well known. So on that same. Man, I forget this is like public. Okay, well, I'm going to just crash another place. Forget it. It's fine. That's why we're here, right? And we're supposed yeah, to have man. takes. I, I, I'm, spill I'm, the tea. Spill the tea, Isaac. Yeah, I'm going to spill the tea. Nashville, uh, kind of on the same take. So Nashville, we're about, you know, hot chicken and all that. So I guess Nashville overrated. I'll say Hattie D's, which is also great. It's, it's good. I mean, it's, 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 it's hot chicken. It's fine. Yeah, but way it's way overrated, especially when you have hot chicken like Prince's, Bolton's, real places, places that have been around for a while. Yeah, that's, that's something as, people or go ahead. Go ahead. I would say so the, the final the finality part about this is, you know, favorite late night place in Nashville. Well, I mean, there's 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 many. I'll say D's Country Cocktail and their patio. Um, I'd also say the patio also tucked in at Wilburn Street Tavern in the Cleveland Park area of Nashville. And Wilburn Street is owned by the same people as Moss Tacos, which is a great taco place. Other secret little patio at Lamplighter. You've been to Lamplighter, Aaron? 
No, I have not. I'll have to check that out. Very hip, very small, little pool table, Midtown, <laughs> Memphis. Very cool. So I see some people people trying to spit some game about BBQ here. So I'm a BBQ expert, and Jeff is saying Martins, Edleys, and Jacks. Jeff, those places are okay. <laughs> I love you putting Jeff in his place. In all uh, fairness, in all fairness, I I, uh, I don't know a damn thing about Nashville. My little brother went to Vanderbilt and met his wife there, so I hit them up for Nashville questions on your behalf. Well, tell them that a new barbecue place just opened up called Shotgun Willie's in the east side where I live, and it is Texas style and is legit. Is it affiliated with Willie Nelson? No. Or is it just okay? I didn't know if he That'd maybe had cool, a hand in though. it. Yeah. I will I will tell them I will tell them that they have crap taste. All right, Jeff, move <laughs> to the white plate. Yeah, don't um, don't don't yeah, don't throw me under the bus here with that. <laughs> I, it's just that those places are fine. They're fine. I mean, they're just they're fine. It's all, when you live in Memphis for six years and you experience that Memphis barbecue and barbecue fest, which is basically the greatest days, couple days ever in existence as a human being that likes to eat meat. Uh, you you think pretty highly of yourself when it comes to barbecue. Also, Koreans are very astute about barbecue too. Korean well. barbecue is incredible. Oh my um, god, it's so good. One uh, so, something I was going to add on with the Ernstine and Hazels. It's also there's a it was a, a brothel upstairs, and I don't know, two or three people apparently somehow or another had, 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 have died. Oh, yeah. There. And so it's haunted, and there's ghosts apparently. I didn't know if you'd ever seen the ghosts. I've been plenty drunk in Ursine Hazels, but I have not seen ghosts. So, no. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen the ghosts. Yeah. Plenty but drunk. When not- you're in law school, drinking is like this thing. It's yeah, it's it's stressful. So, law school has a lot of drinking. There's every Thursday night they have bar review instead of law review, and uh, it's 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 it was a good time. I actually had a lot of fun in law school and really enjoyed it, and really miss and love Memphis, which is where I met my wife. Um, You you saw ghosts in the way Sam Darnold saw ghosts, not actual. ghosts uh from the uh, you know from from a different plane of existence right exactly that's exactly <laughs> right <laughs> all right uh up next we've got um pamela she's got a premier league question pamela hi isaac hey pamela hey so i'm halloween basic on twitter and okay. i'm very I'm follow you right now league. yeah you do follow me so that was super oh, i already do great i mean yeah, i'm already ahead of the game here so right. i don't even need to um yeah exactly yeah. i knew that so i'm super new to premier league like okay. a month new so that's really okay. new but i've already picked um tottenham as my team yes and sonny hell yeah goodbye. and i feel <laughs> like yes. i already know the answer but was this a wise choice why or why not? Uh oh. <laughs> so this is uh, a lot to these kinds of questions. So it's it's an interesting thing, right? To pick a team in another league in another part of the world, you just get to pick them. It's like uh, for Seahawks, I was born into that. You know, college. You, you maybe you're from an area, or you went to the college and you support them. Your dad supported the team, or you were a kid and you liked the colors. But you're an adult. You're grown. So you got to pick this team and I, I, I'll give you the reasons why it was a wise choice. And I'll give you the reasons why it was a poor choice. Okay. Uh, 
like Indiana Jones chose poorly. <laughs> okay, so you chose wisely and you picked the right cup because of the fact that Tottenham have some really exciting players in Son and Harry Kane, a great English striker, and some young new players like Steven Bergvine, who we just got from the Dutch league, the Eredivis. I'm pronouncing that horribly. And a good young Argentinian midfielder and Giovanni Lo Celso, GLC. And then, of course, primetime, the manager, the gaffer, Jose, the special one. I don't know what your thoughts are on him yet, but this is a manager that comes with some real history, some real achievement behind him. Probably the greatest manager in modern football with some new competition and, you know, Pep and uh, Jurgen Klopp, of course, as well. Someone is raising their fingers. Pep, someone a City fan here. Beat count. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about choosing City, but I, uh, I, I just I couldn't support a team that just bought everything. I guess I don't know. That's my lame ass reason why he doesn't care. He's got a microphone. That's a good though, reason. So we're we're gonna hear from him at some point. <laughs> so if you like struggle, and if you like, <laughs> yeah. if you like having to work so hard for everything, and not everything is easily given to you, like City fans <laughs> and Chelsea fans, and. If you like someday maybe winning something down the line, then you, you've made a wise choice. So here are some other reasons. It's a London-based club, which is awesome. It's London-owned by ENIC, which is run by Joe Lewis and Daniel Levy. And, and and they do care about the club. And there's been some some harsh criticism of Mr. Levy lately. He's the chairman. He really runs the show. But he does care about the club, and he wants to see it do well. And it's very difficult for someone in his position to manage the purchase and building and construction of a brand new stadium, which is one of the finest stadiums in the sporting world. So negatives. Negatives are also along the lines with our structure and the way that we do things. I think that there is a there needs to be a more defined recruitment strategy that does not involve Mr. Levy. Maybe something a little separated that gave someone else some autonomy to pick players. And you'll notice that whenever the coach is asked about recruitment, that he does default to the chairman because ultimately it is appear to be the chairman's decision. Again, going to what I was saying earlier, we're just fans. Other reasons that it's tough are there's just this thing. We just can't seem to get it done. There's terms for it even. They say Spursy, which is horrible. I know. You're like, what am I, what have I done? You still have time? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Stick with it. No, it's enjoyable. It's the whole... Like this is how I operate my life. I love it. Okay, good. This is perfect then. There's only there's only one place to go and that's up, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. You 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 <laughs> Yeah. Morgan is no. just vigorously shaking her head no. Yeah. As, as, as somebody who suffers heartbreak, no, you just get more heartbreak. Like, and this it's is true. a terrible idea, Pam. <laughs> this is it so makes awkward. those moments, though, of glory so much better. And you haven't had one. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan cuts right to the heart with that <laughs> accent. She's so concise and so just like gutting with her sports commentary. I mean, it's all it's true with Tottenham. It's all true. Um, <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, it's just it's a cool team. They need supporters, <laughs> and I know that they're excited for your fandom. I know that I say that. What, what I mean by that is just that you're going to find quickly on Twitter that other Tottenham fans are going to follow you and be interested in what you have to say. 
like myself. And, <laughs> and the best part about the premiership is just that you can wake up on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, anytime, I don't know what time zone you're in, maybe it'd be 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, whenever these matches start. And you can have some coffee and have some breakfast and watch the most popular sporting league in the world. And then you can follow that up with NFL if it ever does come back meaningfully, hopefully. That's perfect. That's perfect. It can make for some of the greatest days of sport just from beginning to end. And also you get to learn a bunch of cool new terms. So I'll throw out a couple. Well, that goal was against the run of play. What in the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Don't, know. Don't know. I'll find out. Tell me. That's momentum. Against momentum. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right. Morgan's going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz Morgan here. So against the run of play. Um, the big Morgan, mo. Uh, what what position is a number ten type player? So that's kind of like I was just we use against the run of play. Well, in Australian you, you had football. me against the, with the number, run of play. Number nine, you had me all hyped number, up like I was. Oh no, number no. I just like I know a little number bit nine, about a lot of bullshit. Number, number striker, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's striker, yeah, number nine, is striker. Yeah, so they number the players kind of going up the chart, and people have different responsibilities. Uh, do different things. They call managers, the coaches. They call them gaffers. Uh, there's all kinds of transfers. So the whole transfer market is incredible. It's incredible. It's an incredible thing. It's so addictive and nuts. Because until you get banned. Until you get banned. But I mean, obviously City had some some issues and they just hired the dream team of lawyers and got out of that, no problem. They had the Champions League issue and they recently won on appeal because they had allegedly violated financial fair play, which is obviously impotent. But the transfer market is like this just organic creature of business and rumor. And the, the driving force behind all that is British media, which if you guys like celebrities or tabloid, you know that British media and British tabloid is just out of control. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. like, you know, the, the way that they characterized or, or tried to describe the, 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 you know, Harry and Meghan Markle's whole situation, I think was a good uh, indicator. You know, just the, it's, it, it's the toxicity. Like, it's like Woj and Shams and uh, on, on, on basketball Twitter, uh, but times a million on steroids. You know, it's, it's uh, that type of, um, you know, inject it straight into my veins type of, of fandom, basically, over there. I, I've got a uh, follow-up question. Everyone is TMZ, but worse. So anyways, right. last, yeah, transfer market, that all stuff, a whole bunch of areas of very intriguing thing and new new stuff for you, Pamela. And uh, yeah, hit me up with Tottenham, Tottenham Twitter, mm-hmm. welcome aboard. <laughs> you're going to love it. And you're where? is that, you already got, you already yeah. have a shirt? I already oh, have a goodness. shirt. Because I've zero, Fantastic. I jumped on that bandwagon. I ordered a bunch of stuff. My kids are in Tottenham stuff. The first key though was to learn how to pronounce it because this Virginia Mountain girl called it Tottenham. And I luckily have a friend who lived in England who said we need to talk. First off, before you say Tottenham, it's T O T N U M, Tottenham. Now, now that I say it, I'm ready or to spur, learn. And then this is the thing that doesn't make any sense. They call it Spurs, but it's Tottenham Hot Spur, singular. It's not Tottenham Hot Spurs. It's Tottenham Hot Spur, singular. Uh, so, yeah. All right, Crisp, follow up. All right. Uh, so this this is a little 
more serious uh, uh, follow-up to the to the Tottenham uh, topic. I saw on your Twitter feed there was there was a controversy recently um, over a uh, basically a racial slur that I had never I ha- would have never crossed my mind or entered my my uh, you know uh, uh, I just I wouldn't have it, it kind of confounded me to be frankly. Uh, honest at just how absurdly creative racists get when it comes to like getting out their racism. And I saw the apology video I think you posted uh, from, I think like a super fan podcast. Could you speak on that a little bit if you don't mind? Oh, I don't mind at all. I mean, I think that's, you know, if we're going to confront this ugliness, we do need to speak out about it. And that's not isolated to individuals that are happen to be part of the affected population as someone that's half Korean and someone that identifies himself as Korean. So just to kind of to, to, to recap this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just to kind of add a little bit to it. So first of all, I'll say that the reason you probably didn't realize that it was racist is because you're not racist. So probably that's part of it. But this DVD thing uh, is, is, is a unique term that is, is, is flowed, I think, in, in England, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that, uh, that you know, maybe you've been through New York at some point. Of course, now these days, DVDs are not even really a thing. But maybe you've been right. through a big city, uh, whether that be New York or really anywhere. And some people have been selling, uh, you know, bootlegged DVDs. Mm-hmm. And that has been taken to a, a derogatory, pejorative area where the it's referenced negatively that Asians were the ones that were, were peddling uh, those DVDs and then, then used in, in, in sport as a racist term. Okay. And Son uh as a as a as a Korean uh had been uh, had had that term referenced against them before uh with other clubs uh and it had been pointed out in the past. I think famously at one point and again, you know, it's it's worth pointing out that the racism from individual fans, even super fans like Claude, who's part of Arsenal fan TV or was part of Arsenal fan TV, mm-hmm. certainly does not reflect on the fandom and the, and the club uh, as a whole. And I think that Arsenal did a really good job of immediately denouncing it. So it's about, I think, the way that you've asked it, it's about looking at the situation and figuring out how we can figure stuff out, not piling on. Sure. You know, piling on is pleasurable but it's not productive right you know piling on is it's like convenient it's like junk food it's like are we actually growing are we actually understanding and learning from each other by piling on no so that's the last thing that i want to uh, seem like i'm doing right now the guy has been punished it's like it's like to take it to one other tangent the christian cooper situation with the the Mm -hmm. guy that uh the you know he he decided not to participate in the prosecution which is required in criminal law for the individual to generally to be part of that and he decided he declined it. he didn't want to pile on so right. here we had a recorded they do this thing arsenal fan tv they've been doing this since the 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 lockdown and project restarts which is what they call the premiership restart where they're showing them watching it and they have them seated you know socially appropriate somewhat appropriately socially distanced and they're watching the game and reacting and um I think that they were that Arsenal was already down and the game was in doubt, and uh, Son was subbed off and and very audibly, easily heard. You could hear uh, the individual say "DVDs gone off" or "DVDs gone," you know, off. Okay. So he was referencing Son as as DVD, right? Uh, 
the Asian term, the derogatory term, and he was subbed off. And like we say in politics or law, it's not the crime, it's it's the cover-up that really gets you. Sure. And the next day, Robbie Lyle, who is a uh, the, I believe one of the leadership, if not the president of Arsenal Fan TV, which is it, which is, again is a phenomenon. It's that we don't have anything like it related in Tottenham. It's a big deal. Uh, another very famous uh personality in Arsenal fan TV is Mr. DT, very prominent. I mean, these are people that have a significant influence in the footballing world, mm-hmm. uh, especially as it relates to their teams and their clubs that they support. So they kind of tried to explain it. And they said, well, you know, we're talking about the fact that Tottenham's always making DVDs from not, you know, when they don't win the league. And it's another kind of trite joke that has been played oh, out. Right. And it was clearly not that at all. Yeah. And about six or seven hours later, I want to say it was then clear that they, they had released Claude and Claude and Robbie apologized yet again. Um, <clears throat> so I did have a, a, a gentleman that I might suggest also as a, as a future guest. If you want to continue down the Tottenham train, his name is Adam Nathan and Absolutely. he has a Tottenham pod and he's awesome. And he actually reached out to me uh, directly. We've messaged a lot and we've become friends through Tottenham and through Twitter, which is just an incredible thing that that, that exists. And I love that so much. His name's Adam Nathan. He's fantastic. He's also a great chef. Uh, he has been to a zillion Tottenham matches. I'm, I'm confident that he went to the Champions League final that we lost to Liverpool. I mean, he's been to them, been to them all. And uh, he reached out directly and just asked how I was doing. And then, you know, pointed out that, that, that he knows that, you know, that he's been part of, uh, he knows what that feels like, uh, he does personally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciate I, you. I, yeah. yeah. So thanks for it's, elaborating uh, on that. I, I wanted, I, I kind of wanted to, to know more about the, the history. Cause as I stated before, like I clearly, I could, I could figure out through context what was up or like to a degree, but uh, having you explain that and, and kind of give, give the history behind it and, and just kind of where that comes from. Yeah, it's, it's a problem, like as, you know, particularly the past, obviously this is not a recent issue when it comes to racism within sports or, you know, politics or just systems in general. But uh, it really seems in, in all avenues, it's, it's bubbling up to the surface more so than it, than it ever, you know, uh, ever has just about in recent memory least it just sucks um i I think that this goes back to kind of one of my overriding themes that i've been talking about which is not meant to to diminish our position as fans at all but ultimately you know we are just fans and i think ultimately it's a recognition that the players are human beings and that it's like oh it's okay to be mean to them or because they're rich or because they're powerful or because they do this, they play a game and they make millions of dollars while I'm toiling, toiling away, doing whatever it is that I do that isn't as prominent. And that attitude is, to me, what often can lead to this kind of toxicity that these are individuals. And I think that that's why live sport is really important, too. Right. I mean, my gosh, when you go to live sport and they're just right in front of you, it, it really hits home that these are these are uh, fellow human beings and and they're and they're playing a game and they just happen to play at an incredible level that is right. the best and the most entertaining and and we don't have that right now. Um, so I'm not saying that there's a correlation between the fact that we don't have the attendance of live sport to to racist thought, you know, racist thought. Oh, sure, right, right, right. Since our existence is is in as individuals that are able to to think in that that negative way. Yeah. Um, it is a problem in football, uh, English football. 
they're working on on getting rid of it and i think that they took appropriate remedies and that people have apologized when it comes to this specific incident um and and talking a little bit more about son you know this is the guy i'm a big fan of this as you can imagine this is a very accomplished athlete that you know has played around the world already is competent with both of his feet and is 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 one of the most popular players in the locker room and not only that he for years faced down the prospect of being called to mandatory military service as part of being a South Korean. Wow. And uh, we're talking two years of service. And the only way to become exempt from that, that isn't some, you know, dodge type way, the way that is, you know, is uh, unpalatable is to win a major medal in an event, uh, to win, to win a goals in an event that qualifies under specific rules that they had. Right. So Tottenham knew that that was looming and made a, a decision to allow him to play in these Asian games, which is an under, I want to say 22 or 23 tournament, but they did allow a couple of exception players. And he was part of that team that did go all the way. I want to say last year and win it all uh, and win the gold in that event so that he no longer had to serve the full two years. But he did wow. recently do uh, a required short-term type camp training camp. And he was awarded, you know, like, valedictorian or something like that and, and 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 koreans are not the type of people to to do something like that politically they're 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 very they're a very competitive but also critical and also very hard on themselves type population and that's not something that would be taken lightly um and i i know that this is you know i'm going off on a whole nother tangent here but there was a a, a recent the the mayor of South of Seoul, I, I do believe, uh, was found dead recently, and it's it's highly likely that he did kill himself. And and suicide is a very sad and 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 uh, I don't want to say common occurrence, but it's a very sad occurrence amongst very popular people in Korea. So it the whole thing is just I don't know. I, I've been asked by people, you know, especially with what's going on here in America and uh, with uh, with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. I've been asked more than ever by people that are that are not of any sort of other race what I'm thinking about all this and and it's 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 something that I just hope that we can get past as as a people and as a society to just appreciate you know everything that that makes us who we are not making judgments on people based yeah. on things that when we don't even know that person it's just it's a horrible Absolutely. thing hey, amen to that man uh thank you very much for speaking on that i really do appreciate it um up next we've got anthony in brooklyn um i will be honest i forgot to write his question down so i have no idea what he's about to ask you anthony go ahead man hey isaac it's anthony at stiano on twitter um so i wanted to go back and ask an lsat question um so it's sort of tangential but malcolm gladwell did a podcast where he talked about the lsats and even ended up studying and taking it and he found that for him the lsats basically ended up being a test about how fast you could do something and less so about the accuracy of what you're able to do it because given the number of questions and the amount of time you had it was something like you had to do a question every like 65 seconds or something crazy and i just want to ask you about your experience taking the lsats and do you agree with that sort of sentiment or did you find you were able to sort of not worry about the time aspect of it and and how you took it yeah so the best part about being a a licensed attorney is that you're done taking tests uh they're a nightmare actually on the lsat there's a whole logic game section that's just like you know blue cars in front of red car and then this guy 
I can't even talk about it without getting nightmares. It's just, it's horrible. The speed is important on that, on that test. And it is ultimately important into getting into law school, but there are no multiple choice questions when you're in a trial. There's no multiple choice questions when you're sitting down with a client who's gotten in trouble and they need to, they need your counsel. You know, it's a humanistic profession. Fortunately, it's important, of course, to be competent and to understand problems and to be able to apply logic to those problems. And that's a lot of what tests do. But I'm sure that most everyone here would agree that standardized tests and and those kinds of systems don't always judge the success and potential that people have. And that a lot of great lawyers, a lot of great whatever professionals don't always go to the best law schools or didn't always score the highest on the LSAT by any means. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's 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 something that I don't look fondly upon. I actually thought the bar exam was a lot more meaningful, and it was, it's it's you know it's just like of course it's that it's that important two day exam to to let you into the bar. So yeah, um, Isaac, horrible test. Don't want to ever take it again. All right, well, Isaac, I, I have a quick question. Uh, was was um, the prepping for the LSATs um, more stressful or more in depth than than the bar or? Oh, certainly less stressful, but more challenging to prep for. More chal- yeah, to prep for because it was yeah. it's it's much more. It's the reason uh, I flaked. I flaked and I didn't take the LSATs because it was like months of of basically basically ready for that test just to get into the law school like I mean, you could prepare for that thing forever and yeah, never yeah. before you get prepared whereas the bar exam you you get to a point when you realize that you do have the readiness and you have gotten ready so there is a point in time when studying for the bar that you feel ready and 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 they say before any test, not to even study the day before, because there's really just nothing else you can do at that juncture. I enjoyed preparing for the bar exam. I I, I was single at the time, so I moved in with my parents. I <laughs> stayed there for about 17 days, and <laughs> at the end of it, the tail end, and uh, I my mom was just doing all my laundry and cooking every meal for me, and I was you know grown ass man at this point, and <laughs> it made all the difference, you know. It oh just, yeah, things like that make all the difference in the world. And support, uh, support system. I'll never forget that moment when I called her and, and told her that I had passed, and she was just sobbing on the phone. She was so so happy and so proud Aww. of me. It is a horrible thing if you fail that exam, but you can't take it again. Um, so it's not like something that you wow. can't take in. I, I d- fortunately did not fail. I'm also licensed in another state as well in Missouri, although I've never used it. Cool. All right. Uh, next up, we've got Beep Count. He's got an English Premier League question. Beep, go ahead. Yes. Love it. Isaac, how you doing, man? Nice to, nice to meet you. Nice to talk to you. This is at... Oh, no. The City Twitter. Fan. Yes. Yeah, City Fan. Um, recently, I've been going down a rabbit hole on YouTube uh, listening to uh, EPL chants and songs. Uh, we had Charlie, Old Money Charlie, on the pod uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's also uh, a Tottenham supporter. What are your top three songs or chants that are not Tottenham? Just like other clubs, other clubs yeah. in, the, in the other other club songs, other club chants, like the uh, the city with the Yaya ya Torre, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, something like good. that. Wow. Okay. Well, I will start with 2002 World Cup Korea and the big chant, 
was day hong ming and that was like just the chant of all chants in korea uh for the world cup and i think it's something nationalistic but i can't remember very specifically but it was a big deal and it was a big chant and so that's number one for me just because of that memory i hate chelsea <laughs> but i know that there's a lot of chelsea fans out there uh sorry mike ryan Mike Ryan is a very big time Chelsea fan and he is unfortunately roped in Mike Golick into Chelsea as well, which I'm very disappointed to see that a hard time supporting. I don't, I just don't understand it, but they, maybe it's just because I'm laughing at it, but just the way they just say Chelsea, 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 they just say that over and over again. It's just so <laughs> basic. It's just like, there's nothing to it. There's no sophistication to their chant at all. There are um, other ones. They, yeah. Oh, God. Are you Chelsea? Oh, geez. Yikes. Um, so then this isn't any specific team, but it's more of those improv- improvised songs that they do. And this is just something that I don't know that American sports can understand. But these English supporters will literally make up songs as the match is happening in reaction to what is happening in in the game and with the refs or whatever it might be. And it is the most phenomenal, hilarious thing that I've ever seen. And, and and it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to describe it, but they, they're just in the moment and they just do these sing songs and, you know, making fun of them. And it it does involve sometimes some of their personal life situations, which I might say is very intrusive and very British, (laughs) but it is, uh, it is a really cool thing. Um, so yeah, those are my answers. But yeah, that's a tough question. That's a really tough question. What are What about you? What are yours? I hate to say it, but uh, you'll never walk alone. Obviously, I mean, you you kind of have to. The, oh, it's it's the, brilliant. I hate to it, say it. It is. It is. It is. And, and I hate to say it as as a city as a citizen myself. I I cannot stand the L team. But you know, uh, the song. Jeez. <laughs> it, it, it'll, get, it'll get you right here. Um, and of course, being uh, a fan of the, you know, supporter of the United States uh, national team, the I Believe We Will Win, that yeah. one will get you just absolutely hyped. Uh, there was some yeah. DJ that made um, like a house mix of that song. Uh, I think it was like DJ Carlos Danger or something like that. You can find it on YouTube. And that, that song is going to pump anybody up. I don't care what the situation is. And, uh, yeah, I'd say the the Yaya Tori, that one, that one just gets me hyped every single time. Every single time. Yeah, exactly. There there it is, Drake. Drake. Yeah. Is that Drake, Drake, Drake knows. Or Croatia? Speaking of Drake, he's he's up next actually with his with his question. He's got a soccer club question. Uh aka Cody Cavalry. Go ahead, man. Oh yeah. What's going on, Isaac? This is Drake. Um, yeah, it's it's Croatia. It's an Ivan Rakitic. Uh my my wife went uh, overseas two summers ago and, and she was stopping in Croatia. Um, and I said, I said, you got to get me a, a Croatian kit because it's one of the top international, um, one of my favorite kits. Um, so I had to tell her to scoop me up one of these. But uh, so my, my question is, um, so if the Tottenham owner um, and one of those uh, English terms, he hands you the war chest and he says, go get, me an attacker, a midfielder, and a defender. Um, who who are you scooping up to to get Tottenham over the line? Wow. Okay, I'm going to try to be realistic here. 
in addition to aspirational. So as far as the defender goes, I feel like something's happening there. We are about to prize away Pierre Emil Hoiberg from Southampton. Nothing crazy. It'll probably be somewhere in the range of 20 to 30 million. And it's going to be a swap deal. We've been loaning Kyle Walker Peters, our right back, a young right back to Southampton. He's starting to do well. So the swap deal is going to come to fruition, I think. It can happen. And Pierre has fallen out of favor with the Southampton brass because of his aspirations to go to a bigger club like Tottenham. And Tottenham are clearly the bigger club than Southampton. We did prize away Mauricio Pochettino from them. We've actually gotten quite a few players from them. I, I think Toby Alderville also came. He either came from there or he came from my ex directly. But so as far as that's that's the defender type player. I mean, we need more than that. We need a lot more. There there is rumors that we are looking at a Korean. Uh, his nickname is the Monster. He is six three. Uh, I want to say his last name is Mint. I can't. I, it's it's escaping me exactly what his last name is. But he would be phenomenal to add to that back line, to that center back line. I'm going to Google his name real quick. And the rumors are swirling uh, that we may get him. Of course, when I grew up, Google Korean Tottenham, this was a stupid idea. I Google Korean Tottenham and it's just sung Hyung Min stuff like, like <laughs> you know, this, is, this was the dumbest Googling I've ever done to try to figure out what he, this guy plays in the Chinese league. Someone, maybe someone else can figure it out. Monster. Kim Min Jae, nicknamed Monster, and he's currently in uh, Beijing, and he would cost not much at all. Okay. Yes, so I'm not showing a lot of, I'm not showing, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm not showing a ton of ambition here. So you've given me the war chest. So I'm not showing a ton of ambition. I'm trying to be more of the Levy realism type football manager at this point. Sure. Okay. But let's show a little more ambition when it comes to an attacking mindset of someone that we might actually think might come to us uh, or our just dream scenario. Um, well, dream scenario, of course, we're never and, – and, and, and just this is something that, uh, Pamela, you're just going to have to accept here – that we're going to be rumored to get that, that sexy dream player. Like we had the rumors that we were going to get Christian Pulisic. Well, didn't happen. <laughs> he went to Chelsea. <laughs> it's just that's also another part about being a Tottenham fan. You're never going to get that badass transfer. You're going to get that second level transfer, that one that's <laughs> like a good deal. And it's going to be the one where we have like the swap deal here with Southampton. It is a good deal. It is a good deal. And I, I kind of like that actually about it. Like there's some real thought and process put into it. We're just not like City and spending oil money. We're just not like Chelsea and also spending oil money. We're London-based, London-owned, and they're doing their best. As far as attackers go, well, let's talk striker here. We do need someone to spell Kane. Kane is just getting overworked, and he's had several injuries now in a row, and yet he continues to get 20 goals a season, which just shows you how world-class he is. It's another term for you, Pamela, world-class. We love throwing around that term. It's a very special term. You can't just throw that out there. You have to reserve it. Conversation tomorrow. World-class. Clinical. Clinical is like one of my all-time favorites. I use that all the time in my profession as well. Like when I'm talking to a really annoying client that I just can't stand, which is none of them, obviously, because I love every single one of my clients. Obviously. But when obviously. I'm talking to one of those Good clients, save. Good save, Isaac. Me, <laughs> that just drives me crazy. 
uh, I tell my associate, I have an associate, his name's AJ. I tell him, AJ, we're gonna, we got to be clinical here. We got to like get it. the job done. Get the job done. I'm going to start so, incorporating that in my everyday lexicon to it make is myself a good clinical sound way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, says, Jeff says, bro, I want an associate. It is, uh, yeah, I, I slipped that in there. It's, uh, it's a nice thing. It's, it's very helpful. And a very big part of our profession is teaching up, teaching people up. So gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you got to learn from somewhere. Um, attacker. I mean, if I could pick anyone, I mean, anyone, let's just go, let's just go crazy route here. I mean, someone like Mbappe, <laughs> I mean, he's never coming to Tottenham. Well, we did get close to getting Paulo Dybala and it was like over imaging rights. So this is something else that, that there's the, these, this whole transfer thing is crazy. This it's transfer nuts. market. I it's just nuts. can't. I, yeah. Drake gets it. Like it's nuts and it's just cash. And it, it's like the Yankees going out buying the best. Right. It's like that. And it's, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah be, someone like I'll be quite frank, yeah. I have no earthly idea how any of this shit works. Like, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll probably, I'm, I'm gonna break down and finally look up some cheat sheets, some article uh, about how all this transfer stuff works. But I'm clueless. Most of the stuff that you're talking about is so far over my head. I'm just glad there's people in this, uh, in this chat that understand what you're talking about. I, it only I've only come to, to to try to understand it. I'm still pretty new to it myself, and it, it's basically you, you wide sound, open. You sound like you know what you're talking about. It's because well, you were well. You use words like clinical and stuff, and I just like I'm completely all in on you being an absolute expert at this. I do love football, um, so you need to get that. Okay, they call it fan hooligans, right? Oh yeah, and. Hooliganism is horrible, but also crazy and kind of very entertaining. So I've never been a part of that. But um, so final final part of Drake's question, I guess midfielder. Um, we I did mention Hoiberg is that kind of defensive midfielder. We 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 were linked to someone again. This is just part of being Tottenham. We were linked to Bruno Fernandez, who's now with Man- Manchester United, and just this creative player. And I do have concerns that we're missing that very creative Steve Nash. Like I'm going to get you the assist. We had that for a while in Christian Eriksen, and he was elite. And then we just something changed over the course of two seasons. His head wasn't in it. We ended up selling him to Inter Milan, and which is, a, of course, in the Italian league, Serie A. And now even Inter is ready to get rid of him. He's just not the player that he was. And since we haven't had him at the at his peak, that that real creative player that can that can take the ball in the midfield and thread it to someone in an advanced position to potentially score or kill, find that killer cross. We've had a lot of problems. Um, so that would be I don't know who that is, Drake, but finding that real creative element type player, we're missing that big time. All right, uh, Isaac. Holy cow, we have been going almost yeah, well, two hours. Marathon, marathon. It, it is. It is. I'm sorry. Like I, I you never oh, know well, how. How I'm glad. I'm glad we have. We've got a few more questions. I'm sorry. Like not everybody yeah, has so gotten apologize. their questions in. Uh, so, so if we can get through these real quick, just I've got nineteen percent, eighteen percent on my left on my laptop. My little. All right, we're racing. Selfie light thing. The, the uh-huh. battery died on this. We wore this down. 
So oh, like, mods are still going. Right. Though. So Sweet. yeah, we're we're well, going here. We're powering through. John in Miami, are you still there, bud? Oh yeah. Yep. All right, hey, John, John, go for it, man. You're up. All right. Before my question, let me just keep up, uh, keep for your mom a little bit. See, I have my parents can barely operate like a flip phone and your mom went ahead and not just filmed it, but then <laughs> distributed it on social media. So, uh, that's, she's kind of a Marvel, but she anyways, is. so, um, but about, about, um, I have a bet with somebody here on the, um, on the pod and it's based on the fact that you've been, uh, over the years, you've been involved with a lot of issues in your community. And so uh, my question is pretty succinct. When will you be running for president? Will it be in 2028 when you're eligible or maybe a few years after that when you have maybe more, more um, political experience? Wow. Well, that's a very <laughs> flattering question. Uh, and hopefully I haven't had said anything that's tonight that's going to be recorded and used against me in an attack ad. Absolutely not. I don't think uh, some of the barbecue takes I can, I'll spin that later into, <laughs> into where I need to get it spun. John, I've been interested in, in running for office for a while, but it, it, like anything else, it's, it's really hard to find the right time to do that. Um, there is no right time. And I've been told that by every mentor that I've had in, in politics and in law. And ultimately you just have to, to make that decision and go for it. Um, I'm 36. I've just had twins. I'm just now starting to find my feet in my law practice and it'd be tempting to, to, to do something. And I, and we did my, when I say we, you know, it's a family decision, take a really strong look at running for a city council position where I live right now. And it would have been tough. The the person who won it did a great job. So I've, I've really strongly considered it before. Um, I will do it, but it's just something that's, it's very difficult to find the timing. And I'll, I'll also say that uh, in Tennessee, as someone that is certainly more on the, on the, the side of the aisle that is Democrat, it's going to be really tough in this state that is a very conservative, politically conservative state. But sure. that, that doesn't mean that it can't be done. And it's not something that, that it, it, my goal is not to win. My goal is to run for an office to have a goal like, well, I'm, I'm, my goal is to win. That's not the, the point. The point is, is to put yourself out there and, and, to, and to make an attempt to try to serve your community. And there's so many other ways to serve your community outside of political office that are meaningful, like helping your neighbors, being there when people need you. And it's not anything that you might ever get credit for, but it means more than anything to that one person. Um, and I'm able to do that in my law practice. And, and there's been, there was times when I questioned when I was making the move back to law practice, if it would be morally fulfilling as some of the work that I had done in policy and in politics. And I found that serving individuals directly and helping people in times when they're dealing with structures and entities like the insurance world that are inherently stacked against them. And you can serve as that, that advocate that that is easily just as fulfilling or if not more fulfilling than 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 being in in, in politics and, and politics is a very ugly side to it because as we've seen lately it's it's just more about scoring those social media likes and scoring those retweets than it is about actually finding the solutions to the problems that are so clearly right in front of us and i think that the, a really good example is what's going on right now with the way that our country is facing down one of the great public health crises that it's faced in quite some time and that 
why other countries and other cultures have been able to unify around a concept that is not, in my opinion, eroding people's liberties, you know, specifically wearing a mask. And that other countries and cultures have figured out that if you want to call uh, unity or if you want to even call it sacrifice leads to an outcome, you know, like in Taiwan, baseball is going. I mean, they're they're opening up in other countries right. because they've they've figured it out and we just don't have that here. So if I, if I were ever to run for public office, which I do really, really, really want to at some point, um, no rush to do it. Right. There, there's I've known one of my mentors is a state rep here a great lawyer and he didn't have the opportunity and he was into his late forties to run for a public office. It just, it never opened up for him. But if I ever were to run, it would be definitely focused on making sure that you're just doing that. And it's very simplistic, but making sure that, you know, the government works for people doing that blocking and tackling, doing the things that people think of when they think of governance, making sure that things work, you know, making sure that the streets are done at potholes. It's, It's really basic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And instead, it's turned into this toxicity of making other people look bad, which is a lot of fun. And I'm certainly not someone that is completely immune from that myself. And I've certainly done plenty of tweets and retweets and quote retweets on stuff that I find to be hilarious. <laughs> uh, like this Lincoln Project stuff is just hilarious sometimes. Right. It's right. just crazy, right? And 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 look, I mean, there there's certainly going to be listeners here that that fall on the other side of that, and 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 I can appreciate that. And as a Democrat, I'm not thoroughly excited about the candidate that Democrats have come up with for the presidency at all. Sure. Um, so, anyways, just going off in a lot of different places, but yeah, I, I of course want to run for public office someday. Um, it's something that I feel called to, uh, a duty that I called to, feel called to, and actually feel like it's honestly my best fit. But that doesn't mean that it's is the most prudent decision at a given moment in time. You know, there's 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 a, I have a family, um, yeah. and I have to support them. Well, you you hear it, heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. The future uh, attorney general for Tennessee, and then uh, at some point, uh, the future attorney general uh, on the federal level, Isaac Kimes, uh, joining us right now. Uh, just since, since obviously you're going to like your Twitter followers are going to blow up. Your just social, uh, your your Q rating, I think is what they call it. As far as like your, you know, how many people are your name recognition? All that stuff's going to blow up after this podcast. When you decide to run for office in the future, could we have? Could we get that exclusive? break on our pod just just tell us yes and then uh, we'll forget about it by the time you decide to do this oh i won't forget okay I mean, all right my, all right you, you may forget but i'll never forget <laughs> no way no way my my two hour appearance yes exactly pod exactly uh, in in the in the what is it top 100 in american listeners or in the world i, I i'm gonna say the world i have no idea whether that's true i'm still gonna say the world um, yeah i'm gonna go world i'm not ready to say that this pod is world class okay fair enough fair i enough. think that there's been a lot of demonstrated uh clinical performances and some real such a such a good time <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I apologize for my existence. That's all. I'll see you later. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, Jeff's just getting in against Jeff. the run of play. At a boy, Jeff. Okay. Yeah. And, and, Isaac. and Jeff, I <laughs> – Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to rip on Jeff's headphone setup. That's so low, though. <laughs> everyone else have, here is like, really? We have a picture of him in our group chat. Like, of him with the thing up there. doing the thing where he holds the little. It's just, okay. 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 All right. Real, real quick. It's high, it's high quality. Love you. All right, Jeff, shut up. <laughs> Listen. Okay. Isaac, we do at the very end, and holy cow, you have been. So gracious with your time. I cannot thank you I've again enough it. for I mean, doing I, this. This has been incredible. I'm 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 thrilled. Um uh we do like a lightning round question, uh like Ooh. a lightning round at the at the very last. Um for some reason I got a lot of uh sibling questions um uh for you. I'm not sure why exactly, um, but whoever has a uh a sibling question or a sister question? Uh, again, I don't know the relevance, but whoever would like to go first, um, uh, go for it. Who, who's up first? I don't mind going first uh, here. It's Asam again from Chicago. Thank you hey, for being with us, man. I t- we talked about an hour. It. This is much. We really appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Oh, I, listen, I mean, I am dying for social interaction. I don't know about you All right. Guys. Well, that's why you're here. Here's my question. Go to tomorrow. <laughs> Speaking of the younger uh, sibling, when you guys were similar age, when you were both, let's say, you know, younger, you know, teenage years, who is the better athlete? I mean, we both took it pretty seriously, but I also both think that we knew that it was a game. So I probably took it a little bit more seriously than she did. No, no, no. Lightning round. Lightning round, Isaac. Yes or no? Like, who was the better athlete? Come on. Come <laughs> Thank on. you. Thank He's you. talking to a politician, so. I know, I know. <laughs> for me to. <laughs> Come on. Who, who was the better? Who was the better? That's a him. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with me. And, but nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Who's got another question? Go ahead. Isaac, this is Kevin from Boston. Uh, I caught the uh, Tom Cruise uh, good, good one. Mine's a time to kill with Matthew McConaughey. All right. Um, you used to play uh, uh, video games with your sister, I think. Uh, I had heard it once on the show. And she had to sit and watch. Now, Gretzky 3D Hockey, what team did you play with for N64? Well, we did live in L.A. for a bit. So there was a brief moment when I was a big fan of the L.A. Kings. Cool. Uh, yeah, and that always makes me think of I think swingers when they're playing hockey yep. and yep. Gretzky, Gretzky's the blood. Yep. Yeah, the blood on the on the <laughs> rink. Fucking Jer- yeah, <laughs> that scene gets me every freaking time. Uh, just that, it's just a classic movie. So, All right, yeah. uh, I think Morgan I has a lightning round question. A Morgan, go yeah. ahead. I got a slogan. Um, so if you're ever in like a primary, can it be the Kimes Primes? How about, what do you guys think about nothing rhymes with Kimes? Kind of like, you know. <laughs> but it does. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, there's a, yeah, there's a lot it's, of, it's like a, there's a lot like, of stuff that rhymes with Kimes, man. What are you, like, you doing? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, you're you know, right. That's foolish. It's that's like foolish. how a cologne rhymes with alone. Jeff, I thought you were leaving like eight times yeah. now. You thought that, and I haven't. <laughs> All right, who's who's got the next lightning round question? K-pop, yes or no? No, not for me. Fair enough. Who, uh, who's up next? Who's got another one? Anybody? Did did we finish the lightning round questions? Um, can you do a I'm DMX? Not, can you do a DMX? Not even gonna try. 
<laughs> you didn't do that at all. Would you ever listen to a podcast with a woman and her dog? What does the dog do for the pod? Just asks one question weirdly at the end. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Great answer. Um, um, I'll be one of your 10 subscribers. Come is, me. Is Lenny, is Lenny a diva? Lenny was the best boy ever when I had the honor of taking care of him um, on a very important day for my sister. He's a good boy. Aw. He's a good dog. Okay. Good that is a beautiful, beautiful, That's poetic perfect. place to end it on right there. Isaac Kimes, you are a gentleman and extremely... Uh, what was that, Morgan? And a scholar. scholar. And a scholar. Okay, I was getting to it. Uh, foreign Thank correspondent. You so anyway, you, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you so much for your time. On the count of three, let me get a thank you, Isaac, from everybody. One, two, three. Thank, thank you, you, Isaac. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Isaac. Okay, this will definitely be Jeff's last podcast with us. Um, uh, so I love you guys. It's been nice knowing you. He's wearing a king's hat now. <laughs> he, he, if he, fo- if, yeah, I'm going to look and see if I followed back Jeff unwittingly, and I'm going to unfollow him. <laughs> Jeff, let's see. All right, Isaac, feel free to leave the Zoom anytime you want, my man. Thank you so much We're again. We're sorry. We really appreciate Thank it. you, guys. Sorry. Thank you. Have, Have a, a good evening. evening. Sorry, not and, sorry. And, uh, yeah, get in touch with Keep Adam. Jeff. You do you. Hit me. Hit me up if you guys are looking for. I know a lot of people that would that would just die to be on this. I really okay. do. Absolutely. But hey, I mean, we, like, not like like people that have a like a thousand or two thousand followers, like me. Not like. Oh, we don't care about dollars. that. No, 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 I no. Know. We really don't give a shit about like the actual. That's what's like, amazing about this. As like, long as really you cool. like them, we'll like them. As long as yes. you like them, absolutely. A friend of yours is a friend of ours. Excellent. Yeah, we'll start with Adam. He's British. He's cool. Ooh, all right. That's about food. That's a mark in the pro column immediately. Yeah, he's great. All right, (laughs) see you guys. Have a nice night. Thank you you too, Isaac. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Bye. What a good dude. He's a thoughtful. He's a thoughtful guy. He's wonderful, man. Yeah, I I love that dude. Jeff, you're the worst in the world. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.